This is Jimmy and Annette, and we are coming to you living up in a down world right from the middle of the Texas Hill Country where we have enjoyed an amazing spring day. Things are greening up. The blue bonnets are in full bloom. Texas is looking beautiful right now, but more beautiful than Texas is the girl sitting right across oh my gosh. the table from me or right. the studio desk. <laughs> My little, my little studio desk. Your little studio desk. Kind of excited to say that it is kind of small. It is small. You know, when you order things on Amazon, we might as well dive right into this. It always looks, it looks bigger. bigger. Yeah, it looks and like massive. Tiny. Then we ordered it, and it's like, oh, it's yeah. cute. But I like. I actually like it that, though. That video was it a video podcast we saw with Greg Lowry and that. That oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name, but yeah, it was a it was a vodcast, a video podcast. They were sitting. Well, they did a couple of things. One time they were sitting in these big, cushy chairs. That's what I want. Big, and, cushy and these chairs. Boom, I mean, they were like chilling I back, having should, a latte. I think we should consider that. I'm wide open to that, but I do <laughs> like my little Amazon desk. Mm. It's an electric desk. It goes up and down. But you never do it. You never use it. What's the point? I adjust it a few inches here and there, oh, depending okay. on you know, right. my mood that day. Right, if I'm right. feeling especially work in the workflow, I'll, I'll, I'll raise it up a little bit. Really? But, uh, but aren't you supposed to be able to stand? Yes, like a I standing, can. It'll go very tall. I never see you stand. Well, you know. I know. I just work so hard. Lazy. It's like too much. <laughs> so, and by the way, Chevy's with us today. Chevy, you want to say hi? Well, he did look at me. Oh, my hey, gosh. You're a good boy. <laughs> Chevy is our, tell me again, he is a. Havishon. Havishon. Havishon, just let it go. He's like, a, like a white poodle type, and he is like, he's kind of got separation anxiety. He's codependent. I mean, he's got a lot of issues, but. We love him because he's our buddy, and he's right now totally chilling in Annette's lap. So, he gets so excited when you start setting up this podcast. He literally knows what's about to happen. Yeah. He, he gets all excited. And he gets He's ready to jump up in our lap. Uh, yours, he's a mama's boy during this thing. He's daddy's boy in the mornings. Right. He comes into my lap. But he's just like so excited because he knows he's about to get some, some petting and mm-hmm. some loving. And so he's totally chilling out. So, hey, well, welcome to our podcast today. We are on number 12. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. Right. 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 Number 12. And uh, hey, we made top 10 on Fountain again. We've been able to do that a few times thanks to some amazing people like Adam Curry and Sir Brian with an I and Deb Scott. And we've got some just cool people who've been supporting us and encouraging us. And and that has really helped. And so to make top tens exciting for us. So we want to get started today. We want to pick up on a couple of things. First of all, let's do an update. How is the purge coming? Wow. Well, we looked it up. And it's been four weeks. Cheers, by four the way. Four weeks. Uh-oh. Just FYI. Let me see if I can move. Yep. To us. We're having so, aloe vera juice. Uh, we're having aloe vera juice, vintage 2023 from Walmart. And uh, it is. Uh, it looks like wine, and it's in a wine glass. It is a, we're doing in a wine, wine glasses, so we're I remember pretending. my son-in-law came into town. That's what I did when I was a Baptist. And I, I tried to get him to drink this because I said, this is good for your gut. <laughs> Somebody told us it's good for your gut. If it's good for sores and cuts, why, would why it wouldn't be it be good, good for your stomach? Exactly. So we drink it every day. We're addicted to it. It's It tastes like... <laughs> 
what, hydrogen peroxide? No, there's a smell that goes with it. Like when you walk into a pool supply store and you smell which all those chemicals. Which we did chemicals, this morning. Which we did. You smell all those chemicals like chlorine and muriatic acid and all mm-hmm. that. There's a there's a smell that goes along with that. And that's what this it smells like. It tastes like that smells. It's but we are addicted terrible. to it. <laughs> well, cheers, baby. I'm telling you. Wow. This okay, us. but let's get back to me. Oh, purging. Yeah, back to ma- back to mama. Well, okay, mama we, we looked it up, and it's been four weeks, one month, since I have turned off the TV, and we're reading, we're talking. Now, we're watching good stuff. I mean, we we did get on Pure Flicks, and there's some, we saw an some amazing movie last night. It what was, was the name of that Wings movie? Wings of Eagle, Eagles, of Wings, oh. and it was about Eric, Little. Eric Little, Little, Eric Little. They, they say Little. Yeah, the guy who won the Olympics in the thirties, runner. They made the movie Chariots of Fire about him. Well, this is another version where that shows his life after the Olympics. Yes, it was so. He became a missionary to China, and was a school teacher to Chinese, and got caught up in the war and. We're not going to give it away. It is a great movie on Wings of Eagles. You can see it on Pure Flix. It may be it's from 2017. Thing. Never heard of it. Phenomenal. And I just happened to turn on Pure Flix, and that came up. Who um, cried the most? We both did. We, both we were both crying. There were two eye cries. It was I mean, so good. On. So we're not we're not keeping ourselves from TV, but but we're not watching. We're being selective, right? I, we're not watching those TV shows that. I was so addicted to like it was. It's like a, being addicted to a soap opera, which I was or aloe vera back in the juice. day. I remember I was talking to Tina, and Tina said, "Oh my gosh, when you were talking Tina, about soap opera, Tina, for our stop, Tina Curry." Oh, Tina Curry. Um, she and I were both talking about how she was addicted to some of the same soap operas I was. But you know, evening TV, you can get addicted to those dramas, and I felt like I was more into their dramas than our own and I don't know. I just feel I have a confession. I feel it very much at peace. What you've been watching things without me? No, I uh, I was when I was in college I was addicted to the young and the restless. I thought it was all my children, Erica oh, wait. Kane. It was See? that one too. Yes. There was actually a couple of them. I know. I'd go home at lunch from college from school and make sure and that was uh all my children at lunch at noon. Yes. I know. Tad, For me it was it was about this. four different <laughs> soap operas and I would I would record them on my VCR if anybody VCR. knows what VCRs what are, are. Wait, anymore. we had a beta before that. I don't think I ever had the. You didn't have beta. a beta. I don't remember they that. Had those big discs, those big large ones. I probably did. So addiction to TV. No. You know it, what was interesting? I don't know if this happens to anybody else, but I would notice that in the evenings, like if we were cooking in the chicken, cooking in the chicken, <laughs> if we were in the kitchen, boy, I Mark mixed up some I words know, on Sunday did. at church oh, too. Don't but even. Let's not even go into that. Uh, Adam Curry thought that was really funny. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, um, <laughs> when we, we were cooking, when we were cooking, you would just go turn the TV on just, just for to noise. have it on because that's what my parents did. And guess what was on all the time? Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never a fan. But you know what? I don't know. It's, I never even. It's not like a bad show. Words. Well. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> but, but it was know, just to have background, just because it was a habit. Yeah. And and I would right. sometimes go mute it while you were doing <laughs> stuff. At least mute because it. I wasn't even. It literally was just noise. Yeah. And sometimes we would just turn on music, but right still I would turn on music. Well, that's me. No, I like having it throughout the house during the day. Yeah, I'd always one of the things I had changed 
many, many years ago was not watching anything during the day if we were home. I would wait till the evening. So I kind of did this slowly, um, but it wasn't intentional for me to stop altogether. So this is... To me, I feel like I have overcome an addiction. Yeah, it's beautiful. Because I, when you checked to see how long it had been, I thought, oh, two weeks. I know. Me, I was four shocked. Four weeks. It's been four weeks, and we haven't even noticed nope. the, that it's I been thought gone. I, would, I literally thought, in my mind, I'm going to have withdrawals because I'm such a TV addict that I'm going to want to know what happened on our shows. And now I want, even if I turn it on so, so I could get to YouTube to watch a, yeah. a video um, or whatever. You know, I just don't know I, if Stabler and Olivia will ever get together. Oh my God. <laughs> on SVU. And, and that's uh, why I don't want to watch I, it I know, because see, they're not going to until the very end and then it'll be over. It's not even real. Right. So I think that's why. <laughs> but I've watched it with you for years because I, I was taking one for the team. Yeah. That I was, love you. That was what we had. Yeah you know, together at night. So then we're like, what are we going to do with this 21 plus hours that we're gaining back? I did the oh math. Oh my gosh. No, I'm not good at math. I used a calculator. We had 21 you did have hours. To use a calculator. 21 hours minimum. That's right. just bare minimum that we gained back. And we've been listening to music. I love YouTube. So I'll put on this great cafe, French cafe, and they play mm-hmm. jazz music in the background, but it's a huge, beautiful screensaver that's got butterflies and the Eiffel Tower in the background. And there you got croissants on the table. It's I'm trying. It's making me want to drink a lot of coffee. Right, but I'm, I'm on watching. keto, so croissants aren't. I know. Yeah, yeah. Don't say that word. Well, coffee, lattes, espressos. Right. I mean, there are. The, anyway, so I love that kind of stuff. And then we're 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 reading scripture. We're reading books. We're, we're watching. Or we'll watch sermons. On I know YouTube. we are total Bible nerds. We're preaching nerds. We love the Word of God. Mm-hmm. We love. We both of us have said this. Remember our friend Kathy from years yes, ago? Yes. Say what she said and then what you told me. Well, recently. she just said that she has to have teaching on or, or music or something because she will get horribly depressed, that her whole life depends on what she puts in her mind every single day because she has had depression in the past and it changed her life. And, you know, I thought, wow, I wonder what that's like. But that's all I did was think about it, but I never put it to practice until now. What a difference. The peace, not just the, we've always had peace in our home because people have always come over and said, your house is very peaceful. that's true. But there's a peace in my heart now that is quite evident, a lot more so than it was before. I mean, I've always had, you know, a little bit of peace that I've, I've, just knowing Jesus, you're going to have peace. But this is different. This is just, I'm not um, anxious or concerned about the things of the world. Now, we did have a tragic thing happen today that we saw on the news. The school, yeah. the shooting. School shooting in Nashville, in Nashville where we used to Nashville's live. Nashville's our second home. Yes. We considered our second home. And so. And I, I saw that while we were at there. the gym. Yeah. And that's just a shout out. I mean, a word of prayer. I mean, we need to pray. Yes. I uh, know of six that three children. Three children, three, three adults, adults. And it was a, the last thing I saw was a 28 year old that could change with but the news. But. I read that it was a 28 year old former student, but the, uh, the, the school was only up to sixth grade. Wow. Weird. Yeah. 
weird, but so, such a tragedy. And oh. so our heart, our prayers, mm-hmm. our tears go out to Nashville because I know that Nashville is a big, small town. Yes. So there's a real community spirit about Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's what we loved about living there. And so we have a lot of dear friends that are there. We have a lot of family that's there. Yes. And so uh, not at that school, obviously, but still it's a heartbreaker mm-hmm. when it's your community. And so our heart, our prayers go out to that. Yes, it sure does. So I, yeah. I saw that uh, while we were at the yeah, gym. We were at the gym. Because we, we have, you know, they have the TVs up. And so I on just, Mondays, just shocking. FYI, we take we take our Sabbath. We, we take a day. It's not taking a day off. It's taking a day intentionally mm-hmm. and spending time with the Lord. It's the purifying, the cleansing. It's staying focused on Him. It's recovering and resting. That's a gift that God's given us. And so... For years, we have not taken it. And then uh, just this last about a year-ish, yeah, we've been so. doing that. And well, when coming out of COVID, we just we were like, we have to, this is a command from God, mm-hmm. and it's a gift. Well, and then we had another death this morning of yeah, a really dear, a friend dear friend, Larry. who we found out just went into the hospital on Monday, last Monday, and today he's gone. And he's just, in his 60s, I think. It's right around shocking. 70, yeah, it, but, but he's a young, I mean, he's, he's young-minded, he's young-spirited. I, mm-hmm. I never saw him that old. And just a great guy and a great lover of mm-hmm. Jesus and his wife, Rhonda. Just love goes out to Larry, to Rhonda Fisk and their family. And we got a video from a friend of ours that was up there and uh, out there in California, Thousand the Oaks hospital. area. And uh, they sent us this video, and it was all of their family standing around Larry's bed. Larry's got this massive mask on, and just he's laying there. I thought he was inert at first, like he wasn't even moving. And they start singing worship. Mm-hmm. They've got it like on somebody's phone, and the whole family's singing, singing. And, and Larry's his hand, hand goes up raised. in worship. It's like, oh, oh and that was last I just night. Started he crying. passed this morning, and so. Our, man, again, more prayers. I mean, this is heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. These are things that are realities that are happening. But that now add to that everything that comes in on all of our screens. Right. Whether it's exactly. our phone, a tablet, or the TV. Our hearts were not designed by God to handle this amount of stress right. and pain. And, you know, what did we do? I always hear people say, what did we do before, you know, cell phones? I'm like, well, we had a lot more peace. Yeah, we sure <laughs> did. we didn't have this stuff coming into our phones mm-hmm. in real time. And then, of course, these days, it's like, is it even true? I mean, I don't even know what's real anymore. Um, unfortunately, it's hard to trust everything that's out there. But it's just... Our hearts can't bear the weight of that. So the purging thing for us, just to help anybody who's listening, if you're thinking about doing it, just try it like a fast. I'm going to fast TV for right. a week and or for 21 days. You know, it says it's 21 days to so yes. break or, or make a habit, if that's well, true. Well, I think we ish. did. <laughs> uh, we did. I mean, I we, were, we no blew right past it, desire. didn't even realize. I, and I even thought. I even said, has it been two weeks? Right. <laughs> you said two weeks. Let's well, look I at thought the this was just, it could be just a season. But I actually don't want it to be just a season because I exactly. peace is so strong that I don't I don't need it. So I don't agree. need it. What we've gained has been already so worth it. And mm-hmm. so yeah, we're we're looking at ending our contract with Dish. So. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so excited about that. I know. That. It's like, when, when does July get here? I know. June I think, or July? It's, I think it done. is June or July. We're done. So, moving right along. So, we gain peace, we gain time, and uh, we're just not <laughs> spun up over everything now because it's not inundating us. 
And, well, it's uh, really crazy to get spun up over a TV show. Oh, it's I not know. even real. Or the ID channel, the ID network. Oh gosh, that just had you. At some point, it had you so scared. You I was were you were living fearful. paranoid. I was like, we have to shut every. Make sure every door's blind locked. Is every, shut, every yes. Blind is shut. Yes. Blind is shut. I think I can see through that crack in the blind. No wonder I didn't have peace. I know that was really spinning you up, and, mm-hmm. and it spins us all up. And so, right. anyway, great forward momentum on that. Just just want to give an update on that uh, travel update. Got a little trip coming up. It's a real short. It's just a you get to go meet with Robert Morris, Pastor Robert Morris from Gateway. So this is a cool thing. Uh, our church, uh, we've always had our hearts. Annette and I have always been very aligned with Gateway Church in South Lake, Texas, and we've been there off and on over the years, many, many times. We've had friends that are on staff there and known people on staff there, and so we've had a lot of inter- interaction there. So when we became the Bridge Church, and we were no longer affiliated with Oak Hills other than just relationships, great relationships, um, we felt like we needed to connect with something larger than us, a network. We didn't want to be out here by ourselves as a church doing its own thing. We wanted to have not only accountability, that's always part of it, but camaraderie, friendship, right. relationship. But we wanted to find who we could align with. We looked at several, and once we really looked at the Gateway Church Network, it was a no-brainer for us. It's about 168 churches, Mm -hmm. 165 churches, and what I didn't realize is you have to apply, then they interview you. I didn't read the fine print. No, apparently not. (laughs) So I get double-teamed. Two of the pastors call me from Gateway Church, and they're interviewing me, and I didn't know they were interviewing me. We're just having a time. We're just having a great chat. Turns out we know a lot of the same people. We've We've had a lot of the same history and ministry, so we're just having a great time, practically high fiving over the phone. And then, I, and it, and then later, I find out it was actually an interview. And then I got an approval letter that you've been accepted. And they like, only accept about twenty percent, is what I was right, told. Right, twenty percent of the churches that apply. That's right. That was pretty. Yeah. Remarkable. So we hit the ground running. We started attending some conferences out there, some pastor conferences where they do equip type things, where they train us, equip us, help us, teach us. It's just a lot of things that we really need constant input. You can imagine, you know, people who are pastors are constantly giving out, giving out, giving out. And if you're not refilling your buckets, you know, not just with the presence of God and the Holy Spirit, all that's critical, but also with information, content, grow. I mean, I want to I want to be ever living, ever growing. And so Annette and I and our staff, we have taken advantage of so many things they've offered. So uh, one of my favorite preachers on the planet mm-hmm. for years has been Pastor Robert Morris. We I listen to him every single every, week. Every week, multiple times. Multiple Jesus, times. We go back in the archives. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because there's just a there's an alignment there, a spiritual alignment where I'm just in lock sync with where he's at in his life and his heart and his season of life and his own journey as well. We have the mm-hmm. same background. You sure do. Uh, denominationally speaking. And you uh, both got saved at... Um, at 19 years 18, of age, 19? 18, 19. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of history there. We were both kind of wild kids, not kind of. We were both you wild kids. You were both kids. very wild kids. Okay, we were crazy. So, and yet God rocked our world and then called us into ministry. So we've, we've tracked a lot of the same tracks along the way. So just have a high respect. And um, so we have pastors we relate to and connect to. And, and I got asked to attend a roundtable meeting with about 20 mm-hmm. uh, pastors out of the network that are going to get to sit down with Pastor Robert for a full day. I'm really looking to forward five. to that. Even though I'm not going to be there, mm-hmm. 
in the meeting. I'm going with you, but I'm not going to be in the meeting. But I'm really looking forward to what what kind of wisdom he's going to impart to you, and what are you going to come out with? And I believe yeah. there's, I believe in spir- spiritual ar- ar- impartation. Yes, it's not just content; it's actually there's something deeper. Mm-hmm. There's something in the spirit, a kinship in the spirit. So I'm really going with an expectation and an open heart. I'm looking forward to meeting other pastors. Every time we go to these events, we get we to meet, meet more mm-hmm. people. But also, it's just an honor to get to sit and and be and have that input into my life. So I'm uh, just super excited about that. So that's this week. So we take off tomorrow. We'll make that trip. It'll be kind of a quick turnaround, but it's going to be really a really neat time. And then we're going to have dinner with uh, my, my regional pastor. He represents, he's the, my connect guy, and uh, and his wife on Wednesday night there in South Lake. So we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a sweet time. Moving right along, I had a moment last week. I had Uh-oh. a weird moment. I have moments moment? all the time. I had a moment, just confession time right here, transparent. Uh-oh. Wait, well, I'm should always you have told me first before you tell everybody <laughs> Don't panic. It's not about you, it's okay, me. Okay, okay. So anyway. I've heard that before. No, what it was, um, I actually had a doubting moment about the podcast about, should we be doing this? I mean, you know, we're putting a lot of energy into it, time, and it, it's part of our, now it's a, a regular part of our routine, and I had doubts. It's like I got... Why do you think you had doubts? I think the devil is ticked off is what I think, mm. and it just, it, it well, was just, I was getting attacked in my mind over it. Wow. I know, it's crazy. I was, and it was such a weird thing because I had just read a bunch of beautiful comments people wrote and had gotten some encouragement, and... And people on Fountain are continuing to support us financially through giving Satoshis and Bitcoin. And so I was like, this is going great. Why am I feeling all this? And then I begin to realize there's a very real enemy mm-hmm. who wants to, anything that we're doing for the kingdom of God and that which will help and benefit other people in the name of Christ is going to come under attack. Because he said he's here to kill, steal, and destroy. Well, is he ever? Is he ever? But thank God that Jesus turned, flipped the script on that and said, but I came that you might have life and have, have it, it more, more abundantly. abundantly. Mm-hmm. That's John 10, 10. We've got that one committed to memory because we've had to. But it really describes this life. So, yeah, I had a moment where I thought, you know what, I just... So what, what helped it. you get over that moment? Well, first of all, realizing we had just talked about and did an episode last week called Mind Wars. Mm-hmm. We're going to kind of continue that that track today. But but having that those thoughts, uh, I realized I was getting bombarded by the very things we were talking about, those negative that thoughts. What Zig Ziglar used to call stinking thinking. Mm-hmm. Stinking thinking that comes in your head that tells you you're not good enough you're not worthy. Nobody really cares. This isn't going to go anywhere. I mean, I could go on and on because my mind never stops. Well, and those tapes play constantly, constantly. Oh, they do. There, it's just the devil doesn't fight fair. He's a street fighter. And so a couple of things happened. First of all, I began to realize what was going on. I don't even think I articulated it to you right away. I was just kind of wrestling with it, doing what a dude typically guys just go into their shells, right? They go into their man cave and tries to fight it out. So I was wrestling there a little bit, and then uh, I began to just think through, wait a minute, this is not right. This is not coming from God. This is, this is not even coming from my own past. This is not a trauma-informed response because I didn't have a whole lot of trauma in my background. So that's not, this isn't that. And then I began to realize it was the voice of the enemy, the accuser of the brethren. And then where the Bible we're sitting it. In what I guess we were getting ready for a staff meeting. We were on Tuesday. Yeah, and this pastor Jeff was with us. One yes, of our staff. This wonderful woman who was 
going into the sewing, I think the sewing um, ministry area that we have, and she saw us, and she started to walk by, and then she peeked her head back in there and said, I just have to tell you how much your podcast means to me. You think that had something to do with it? Just hearing that from someone you'd never oh, met? Oh, no doubt. Or, yeah, know? and 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 she'll probably be hearing this. So, ma'am, please tell us your name next time. <laughs> I'm so sorry we didn't get your name. But I, I cannot tell you the power of an encouraging word. The scripture talks about uh, that, that there are words that are sweet. They're like honey. Mm-hmm. And they actually, uh, it even says that, you know, a, a word kindly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. Isn't that a beautiful scripture? Yes. Well, and your number one um, language of love, love language is words of affirmation. Words of, go figure. Yeah. Words of, that's why I live up in a down world, you know. But, you know, to me, that would be very hard to be a pastor and need words of affirmation because you're going to get that but you're also going to get people oh, with that yeah. critical spirit oh. that come against you for saying things that they don't believe I or could write books on things I know. said to me and so you can have 10 words of affirmation and one person come up to you and say something where they're judging you and and you just it'll take you out takes you out it'll decimate your heart my recovery period is much faster than it was 20 years ago well, because you're Getting older Get and wiser. Mm-hmm. And I begin to see people in 3D and realize, okay, there's something behind what was Talk said. Talk about 3D because I love that. Okay. All right. So my friend Bill Loveless, who's a great minister in his own right, he's one of our equipped teachers at the Bridge, the church we pastor. Um, he shared this with me. I don't know if he came up with it originally. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't think any of us have an original thought at the end of the day. <laughs> the, the, Solomon wrote in the book of Sol- uh, Solomon, uh, or the book Song of, of Solomon. Yeah, Song of Solomon, the, the wisdom book. He said, there's nothing new under the sun. And that is the truth. So anyway, I don't know where I heard it or where he heard it. But we talk about seeing people in 3D. In other words, if I just judge you on what I know about your saying to me, mm-hmm. but I don't know anything about or you. Or just the way you look. Yeah, the way you look, car you drive, whatever, you know, how you, how you, how you carry yourself. Do you have social acumen? I mean, all the things that we notice about people. Um, seeing them in 3D means you take the time to see the full 360, the full, all the way around them, which means taking the time to listen, ask questions, get to know them. Mm-hmm. We had an incident happen here in our community. I, wanna, I won't go into details to protect both the innocent and the guilty, but it's a, it's a citywide thing, an issue that's going on. It's, it's turned into kind of a war between certain folks. And uh, I have had the privilege of being able to speak to I people. I like the way you said privilege. The privilege, <laughs> the opportunity to speak to people on both side of that, sides of that issue in our community. And as the president of our local ministerial association, we had a meeting last week, and sure enough, that was the elephant in the room, and I just outed the elephant. I do that a lot. I said, let's just talk about the elephant in the room, and I brought the issue up, you know, and the barometric pressure in the room, <laughs> sucked the air out of the room. And mm-hmm. so I'm sitting there with a group of pastors and leaders in our community, all, all who I love and adore. However, they are all on different places of the theological spectrum, which means an issue like this in our community can really pull things to the surface and cause division. division. So I had to address that. And when I did, my biggest challenge to that group was to see others in 3D. And I said, if you've got a problem with somebody across the room, 
or someone on the other side of the aisle, politically speaking, then you need to take them out for lunch or coffee. Mm-hmm. And get to know get where to they're coming from. Them. Because you never know. Everybody what, has a story. And what trauma has informed. There is a story behind everything yes. that we say and yes. do. And if you don't take time to get to know their mm-hmm. story, then you will judge them. Exactly. And you will marginalize them and you will objectify them. Mm-hmm. And what you do when you marginalize and objectify somebody is they might as well be a piece of trash on the ground right. that with your little electric blower, you're blowing them off the sidewalk because wow. it's just a piece that's of trash. Strong. Well, that's what's happening in our culture. As you look out today, people, if, if people don't agree, then you just, instead of agreeing to disagree. Which it used to be that. Right. That's how we would live. Com- you conversate. Yes, you lived with people like that. You'd meet with people and have conversations and talk things Not through. Not today. Doesn't seem you that way. You disagree with me, you must hate me. Yeah, so that I'm going to go on so social wrong. media and blast you out of the universe. Oh my goodness, this world metaverse. has just... And so what happens is you get people in a room over a hot yep. topic, and it can get hot in that room real quick. I was like, when do you turn the air conditioner down in this room? I mean, it was we're meeting at our church, and there's about 15, 20 of us. But I appreciated it because... Once I laid a foundation, everybody as a kind of, it was, it was a devotional, it was disguised as a devotional, but I was literally like saying, we need to talk. And so what was really beautiful was to watch how that unfolded, because it did get a little tense and terse a couple of times, but for the most part, everyone cooperated. Did you hear that word? Yes. They cooperated. <laughs> co operate they operated together they cooperated That's the way it should be and at the end especially pastors oh we cannot uh, we cannot especially afford pastors to allow the enemy to divide denominations us. oh yeah because of course you have different views on yeah on god on the world it's the tapestry of the body of christ exactly. right so what was neat is at the end i saw people exchanging phone numbers i had three of my friends all from various places on the spectrum all went to lunch together. That's beautiful. And then I got a, re- a beautiful report back from a dear friend of mine who knows and who'll be listening to this, who said, man, I got to see people in 3D today. That's I've beautiful. heard their stories. That's beautiful, Jimmy. Ah, oh, man, that just made my week. Because so, you were really dreading this meeting because you didn't know what was going to well, be the outcome. I'm a heart guy. I yes. lead from the heart, which is good and bad. The good is I lead from the heart, and then I'll weep with you and cry with you and hurt with mm-hmm. you. And, but the hard part is it hurts me deeply when things are, right. are out of whack. Well, and you know the enemy's wanting to cause such division. If he can cause division with all of these pastors, oh, my gosh. No kidding. And you know he can cause havoc yeah. in the city of No kidding. I mean, you take oh out the gosh. shepherds, it scatters the sheep, yes, right? Yes, it sure does. So praise God. I mean, we, see God, we saw God working that. And what do we do every week? We pray for the churches. We do we every week. Other, a different church every, every week, and then we week. pray for all of them together. As a, so, of we course, this would happen. Yeah, of course. Well, in a way, it was a great test. <laughs> yes, and and so looking back on it and really processing it, I would say oh, that was the best thing that could have happened, mm-hmm. even though it was hard. And I don't know that we're changing each other's minds on where we stand on certain issues, but at least we understand why we're standing on those issues. And, and that's, I don't think it's up to I us saw. to change people's minds. No, no, no. I trust the Holy Spirit. Exactly. To, to whether I'm the one who needs to be corrected. And exactly. usually it's, here's what I learned a long time ago, and I tell people this all the time. So listeners, this is a good one to perk up on. There's always three opinions on a topic. <laughs> There's never two, always at least three. 
your opinion, my opinion, and God's opinion. And there's only one out of those three that matters at the end of the day. Exactly. And so we're always complicit when there's conflict, and there, there's always more to learn. But one way to do that is by seeing people in 3D. Yeah, I hope that helps somebody today. One thing I want to share, we we talked about mind wars last week, and we really got into this whole thing, kind of an idea of the battlefield of the mind. So you got online, and what did you order that well, came in today? I ordered the Battlefield of the Mind Bible. Yeah, it was a Bible By Joyce that. Meyer. Well, I have the book, and the book is amazing, but I was looking online, and she has a an actual Bible that has her notes from her teaching. I'm so going to steal that from it you. It is so good. I just started. <laughs> I it's huge. It it's already. a huge book, yeah. um, Bible, because it's from, it's the Amplified, amplified Bible, which version. amplifies. So it's a bigger Bible than yes. your normal Bible because yes. it's amplified. But it's really good because it has a lot of uh, uh, PowerPoints in there. She calls them PowerPoints um, where she's making a point that's very powerful. She has... Um, some prayers in there that you can pray when you're reading certain scriptures that that minister to you and you want to um, have that as part of your life. And she gives you a prayer to be able to pray um, because not everybody a knows prayer how to that's pray. based on scripture. Based on scripture. It's like praying yes. the word of God, yes. which is so powerful. Yes. So, so it's it's really good. I just got it today and um, I'm really anxious to get get in it. But she's one of the those Bible teachers that have ministered to me since, gosh, I was in my probably early 30s, maybe 20s even. Yeah, years ago we started listening to Joyce, and we've watched her trajectory. She's about to be 80 years old and as strong as ever. I mean, you talk about a a fountain of wisdom. Not everybody likes her. I mean, she is definitely has... um, She's got got her critics. She's got her critics, but Strong. she was sexually abused by her father oh, yeah. for Terrible years story. as a child. And so, you know, trauma-informed mm-hmm. actions, it and it her impacted her, but it also caused her to turn to the Lord, yeah. and he healed that. And it's just, it's she's got a great story. So the book we're recommending is not just that Bible. We're re- recommending her book, book, Battlefield of the Mind. Yeah. If you struggle with crazy thoughts and accusatory thoughts or or tapes that just run from your past Mm -hmm. and you feel like you can't get free from that, which I just said 99.9% of humans on the planet, um, get that book, Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. You will not regret it, and it will help you fight and battle those crazy thoughts that like just what happened to me last week. Exactly. So scripture that I lean upon heavily when these kinds of things come, uh, when we're talking about the mind game or mind wars, is Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And I really like the New Living Translation. It says this, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Mm-hmm. That is so powerful. The way you transform, that means to change your form, trans, to change form. The way you transform, change your form, is by changing the way you think and what you think about. And so what are ways that we're changing our form right now? Well, just by taking the television out. Some of it's taking things away. Taking things away and adding things in. Adding things in that are going to bring us joy and life. Nailed it. Yes. Yeah. So that's what I had to do when I was struggling with those thoughts. 
those negative thoughts, stinking thinking, I had to I had to get back and go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, where's this coming from? I recognize the source. Sometimes you got to reveal it in order to heal it. Mm-hmm. And so I recognize the source. I revealed the source and said, uh-uh, I know where this is coming from, and I'm going to break my agreement with that. I'm not going to make a covenant with these awful thoughts. And so was able to walk out of that unscathed. And you know what? Hey, podcast goes on. This is number 12 and we're not quitting. So we're going after it. So I wrote down, I jotted down some things. We we don't have a lot of time, so I'm not going to go too deep yet, but we'll keep this going. And I just, I thought about this title, Games People Play. Mm -hmm. I mean, what does that mean? Games People Play. It's it's the things we do. I mean, in this life is what I'm referencing. The games that we play in life. Because life is, I mean, I grew up an athlete, played football my whole life, baseball my whole life, basketball, tennis, and then picked up golf. I mean, it's just like I've, I've played sports, lifted weights. You and I met in a gym, and we were in the gym today, all 30 years of a while later. So, you know, for me, um, sports really spe- speaks to me. So when I speak in terms of of the game of life, I mean, I, I immediately go to a football game or a tennis match or a golf game or a basketball. So the games people play are the things we do to be in the game, to play the game of life. And so what are the games? What are the rules? What are the things that we do in order to to play these games? And so I wrote down a bunch of just random thoughts, and one of them is the mind game. And the reason I did that, excuse me, The reason I did that is because we talked about mind wars and that got me thinking about the mind games. And then with me having my moment last week about wanting to just walk away from the podcast, go, okay, well, you know, it was a good try. It was fun. But uh, man, I realized where that was coming from and now I'm out of it. So I wrote down several things. I want to talk about another one uh, and we'll do this. I call it the name game. The name game. What does that mean? So the name game means this. If you don't agree with me, then I'm going to name you something else. And, and, and if you don't agree with me, you must hate me. And so I'm just going to name you. I'm going to label you. I'm going to label you a, uh, I'm going to label you a, um, a conservative. I'm going to label you a fundamentalist. I'm going to label you a, a liberal. I'm going to label you a progressive. I mean, we can go down the list on the name games and how we label people and we put names on them so that we can create... Very degrading. It's degrading. It's limiting. Mm -hmm. If I name you something, then I only see you through that lens of that name, which means I put you in a box and I put a piece of tape on it and I wrote that name on you. And that is what I meant when I talked earlier about when we objectify another human being. Mm-hmm. When we objectify them, now we can do anything we want with them because they don't matter to us anymore. Wow. And you talk about demonic, evil, mm-hmm. dark. You want to say that something is satanic in nature, it's this objectifying another human being. That's what happens in the porn issue, is that that when people watch porn, they objectify those people, and in their minds they say, well, it must be okay because just, it's just a picture or it's just whatever. So when we objectify, we do that in arguments. We do it in conflict. We do it in marriages sometimes. Mm-hmm. All kinds of relationships and, and connections 
when we step into objectification, the next thing we do is we marginalize that individual. Mm. We put them, think of a book with all the words and blank margins. We take them out of the content of the page and move them to the side of the page. They're no longer in our view. We stick them over here in the margin. That's marginalizing a person. So we objectify them, which means they're no longer human to us. And then we marginalize them, which means we put them out of our thoughts. In the culture, it's been called cancel culture, and you can define that in several ways. Right. But I've always thought that's just a just a trick word that, that's going to go away eventually. What we're actually doing is we're putting them in the margin, which means I don't do anything in the margin. It's just a blank white on a, on a white page. Or it's just blank. And so we're going to stick them over there so I don't have to deal with them. And that is one of the darkest things. It's a name game that we play, and we do it by putting labels on people. Have you ever noticed that oh, or yeah. seen that? And the world is put more labels. I've heard more labels now in my in this last five years than I've ever heard in my life. For real. I mean the media, I mean everybody's just label, label, and label, brainwashing category, category. Us all. Yeah. So what happens is instead of seeing someone in three D which means I go, oh, wow, they're more than that theological mm-hmm. thought. They're more than that political position. This is kind of what I said with the, the guys the other day and, and the mm-hmm. girls. I said, we got, we got to look past what we just know about somebody and get to know their story and get to know what makes them who they are, the why behind the what. And so in terms of this, I, I've found... That's a, why you've been thinking about this so much. Oh, no doubt, yeah. I mean, because... Because life presses things to the surface that you have to deal with, and now now you got to reconcile that. So, yeah, that's what I've been reconciling in my mind. So I want to just close out with this today. Um, on the name game, James, or no, I'm sorry, Book of John, chapter 13, verses 34, 35. Listen to this. A new command, mm-hmm. a new commandment I give to you. This is Jesus speaking, that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. And by this, all will know that you are my disciples. That's John chapter 13, verses 34 What I think is interesting about that verse, and you and I were talking about it earlier, is, you know, most everybody knows the Ten Commandments or knows there are Ten Commandments. Right. Not everybody remembers all of them. They'll just remember, do not murder, you know. Right. Do not commit adultery. You know, they're... Steal. Right. But, this is a new commandment I give new. to you. New. Fresh. Wow. He's not canceling the old. No. But what he's saying is, if, I, if you want to summarize all of it into one, mm-hmm. it's this, that you love one another. Right. Notice he's saying it in John chapter 13. You know, know what they were doing in John chapter 13? What do I say every Sunday when I do communion? Well, I don't know. This... This, they were they this, were at the supper table. Right, but this particular Sunday, you kind of messed communion up and said, "Oh, oh let's not go into that." <laughs> no, I I'm totally sorry. buffooned I to my words. Yeah, yeah, I got things slipped anyway. So it's it happened around the Last Supper. They were around the dinner table mm-hmm. when Jesus said, "Let me just let, let me boil it all down to the basics here: love one another." Mm-hmm. And that's how the world's going to know who you are is by the love you have. For one another, not the love you have for me, mm-hmm. not the love you have for me, well, not Jesus. Not the love you have for people who are just like you. Ooh, ooh! Now you're meddling, girl. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, 
we have got to be set apart from others. As Christians, we need to be set apart. How do I love past a disagreement? mm -hmm. How do I love through a wall? And agree to disagree. What is wrong with agreeing? In my past, I could have an argument or a discussion with a Mm -hmm. friend or family member, and I could say, you know what? I disagree, but let's agree to disagree and just go on Disagreement to me is an invitation to learn. Right, that's Think true. about it. That's what it is. If I disagree, that means we don't see things the same way. So now help me see from your vantage point. Help me see what you see, and I'll help you see what I see. And then we may even come into agreement. Maybe, maybe not. But if we don't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly. <laughs> so the name game, that's what, that's what I want to end with today because I feel like it's important in this world right now that we stop labeling one. Put away your labeling gun. Remember those labeling guns (laughs) with tape in them? Put it away and start getting to know the people that you're struggling with, the opposition, the resistance. But there's also boundaries that have to be set with people that are not always, you know, the best for you because they'll bring you down. No doubt. No doubt. So we we covered a lot of territory today. And we're going to keep this thought going all through the week. So we hope this will give you something to think about and pray about and lean into. And we just always want to give a shout out to Adam and Tina Curry, who helped us get this podcast going. So we love you guys and thank you for your, for your help with us. We hope that you guys will have a fantastic week living up in a down world. God bless.